0: The first step with replacing a harmful money habit with a helpful habit is to actually recognize them. You have to know them. I said we were blind to them, so they almost have to become, we have to be able to see them. We have to be able to see them in front of us. We have to be able to remove the blinders, put our emotions aside for a moment, which can be hard to do, and see the red flags for what they truly are, a threat to our financial health. Hey, this is Allison, and welcome to the Inspire Budget Podcast, where we talk all things budgeting debt and saving money. Back when I was in college, I dated a guy that I was absolutely infatuated with. He seemed perfect in every single way. The only problem was that he was throwing me three major red flags that I was completely blind to. I'm going to blame the immaturity for being blind to all three red flags. The first red flag was that I was so excited for him to meet my friends and family, yet he never wanted to introduce me to his friends or family. In fact, when his family came into town he actually insisted that I stay away. Plus, if we happened to run into some of his friends that I didn't know, he wouldn't introduce them to me at all. I should have run when this red flag waved through the air, but unfortunately I stuck around for the second red flag. Red flag Flag number two was that our relationship was hot and cold. We were constantly breaking up and getting back together. It was awful. I would spend months crying over this guy and I was blind to the fact that this type of relationship was incredibly unhealthy. What I didn't know back then. And while I didn't see this massive red flag waving right in my face, I will never know. Now, The third red flag was the biggest one of all. And I think it was actually the one that caused me to realize the unhealthy relationship I was in. And it was the fact that all of my friends and family could not stand him my mom told me that she didn't trust him and my two best friends amanda and jessica encouraged me to dump him and find someone who respected me i continued to defend him even though the three people i trusted most at the time were telling me how terrible he was what i wouldn't give to go back to that young 20 something girl look her straight in the eyes and shout wake up Sadly, I was blind to all three of these red flags that this big loser gave me. And why? Why was I blind to them? Well, part of it was I probably needed therapy, but also it was because I was too close to the situation. I was deeply involved and my emotions were wrapped up in the situation and the relationship. I couldn't see him for what he really was because my emotions were so involved and I was following my feelings and my emotions. I didn't really see that he was at actually a man-child who was terrible for me. So why am I sharing this embarrassing relationship that I wish I could completely forget? Well, it's because sometimes the same thing happens with our money. Sometimes we're blind to our own red flags when it comes to our finances. Just like I was blind to the red flags that this college kid was waving in my face, sometimes we are blind to the own red flags that we are actually having waved in our face when it comes to our Money. And it's because our emotions are wrapped up in our money and sometimes drive our decisions in the wrong directions. Our emotions can actually cause it to where we aren't able to see these red flags. We tend to defend our actions, ignore the well meaning advice of others, and assume we know best. It's not until we hit rock bottom and see all of life's distractions and pull spies and our own harmful money habits for what they really are red flags we couldn't see. So you might have some harmful money habits that have gone unnoticed, unrecognized, and hidden for years on end because you're too close to the situation and wrapped up emotionally in it to recognize these habits clearly. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the red flags in your life with your money and the harmful habits they have created and how to turn those into helpful habits. A harmful money habit is a money habit that does not serve you or your future. It often leads to overspending or even signing up for future debt payments. I like to think of these as your financial red flags. These habits will not get you to where you want to be financially. Sometimes they feel good in the moment, right? Sometimes you fall into these harmful money habits because they make you feel happy in a moment in time, but ultimately they aren't good for you. However, a helpful money habit is a habit that actually helps guide you to reach your financial goals. It's a habit that supports your financial progress and can have a lasting effect on your money. Unfortunately, helpful money habits just sometimes aren't as fun. (laughs) One example of a helpful money habit is tracking your spending so you can see exactly where your money is going. I started tracking my spending many years ago, probably about Ten over 10 years ago, and about five times every single week, yes, about five days a week, I log every single expense and transaction into a spreadsheet. And this allows me to see my spending in action and identify where we or I tend to overspend. And because I track our spending, because I know where our money has been going, I'm able to find patterns in our spending. And if I'm unhappy with the patterns I find, my husband and I come up with a plan to create a boundary to stop the pattern and reach our money goals. So the simple money habit of tracking our spending helps us know our money inside and out so we can take those next steps and make those decisions to reach our goals. Now, I'm not saying that everybody needs to log every single transaction that they have like I do. It's what works for me and it might not work for you and that's okay. But it's just an example of a helpful money habit that really has allowed me to get closer to my money goals. The first step with replacing a harmful money habit with a helpful habit is to actually recognize them. You have to know them. I said we were blind to them so they almost have to become We have to be able to see them. We have to be able to see them in front of us. We have to be able to remove the blinders, put our emotions aside for a moment, which can be hard to do, and see the red flags for what they truly are, a threat to our financial health. But how do you recognize these habits when you've been blind to them for so long, when you've been carrying on and implementing harmful money habits in your life for years and years and years that it just feels like normal? Well, I'm glad you asked. Sometimes we need a little bit of guidance to help us unearth and see what we've ignored for years. So you can start that by doing three things. Here's three ways to help you identify the harmful money habits in your life because we first need to know what they are before we can change them. The first step is to face your financial truth. To help you identify your harmful money habits, you have to start with the truth behind your money. These are the numbers and figures of your finances. The facts don't lie, and they are going to highlight your money habits. So I want you to take a moment, maybe grab a piece of paper, and write down your amount of money in your checking account, your checking account balance, your savings account balance, your total debt, and how much money you have saved for retirement. These are your truth. These are the data of your finances. You might not like what you see. You might be proud of what you see, but I don't want you to let these numbers intimidate or scare you. Yes, your total debt might be higher than you thought it was. Sure, you might not have as much money saved for retirement as you had hoped, but the only way to move forward is to know your starting point. And this right here is your starting point, it is your truth. And sometimes when we face our truth, it allows us to open our eyes to the habits we have put in place that got us there. I found myself deep in debt and I didn't realize and recognize those habits until I first accepted and realized I was deep in debt. These numbers can reveal money habits that you might have been blind to before. For instance, if you have high credit card payments, right? Let's say you have a lot of money in credit card payments or your monthly credit card payment is just way more than you can really afford. You might realize that you tend to rely on your credit card to cover your expenses when you've run out of money. So the cycle of using your credit card keeps you in debt and you're using your credit card as a crutch. By looking at that number and seeing what it is, it can help you identify and highlight some of those habits you might have in place so that you can do something about them. So it's about bringing it out into the open and facing your truth. That's the first way to help you identify any of your harmful money habits. The second way is to find patterns in your spending. When I was a sophomore in college, I found myself sitting on the floor of my childhood home with my head in my hands crying. My mom was next to me with a calculator in one hand and my bank statements in another. I had absolutely no money in my checking account. And what's worse is I had no idea I was broke. If we go back in time, maybe three or four days, what ended up happening was I had gone to the grocery store to check out my groceries and my debit card was declined three times. This was before we had smartphones, before I could just open up a bank app and see how much money I had. I had actually checked my bank account balance hours earlier or maybe the day before and saw I had money, but what I did not realize was that my rent check was coming out so what ended up happening was I went to this grocery store I had no money my debit card kept getting declined and I had to walk away with no groceries I called my mom when I realized I had no money crying she told me she would help me under one condition that I face my spending habits that I come home and identify the patterns in my spending now she didn't say it like that but that's essentially what we did We sat there on the bedroom floor of my childhood home, papers strewn about, my head in my hands, and we totaled up how much money I was actually spending in the past two months on things like eating out, clothes, pedicures, drinks, just all of it. And I remember being in complete shock when I saw where my money was going because I couldn't ignore it anymore. I had a spending problem. I could no longer ignore it whenever I could see the pattern in front of me. There was a pattern and before when I was just living my day to day life, I could ignore that pattern, shove it away and pretended like it didn't exist. But when I was sitting there with my mom and facing it, I had to accept it and then find the pattern in it and figure out what I'm going to do next to disrupt the pattern that day with my mom was one of my most shameful moments. I felt like I felt like I was failing as an adult. <laughs> And I I was still new to being adult, but I felt like I was already failing and that I had done everything wrong. However, the silver lining, right, that I can see now that I could not see then is that now it led me to be more aware of my habits. I couldn't ignore the patterns anymore. Every time that I was making those choices, I knew in the back of my mind that this was a spending habit that I had to decide do I want to continue it or do I want to stop it and sometimes I continued it right I was not perfect but I had to face my truth and do something to change how I was handling and spending my money because I didn't want to find myself with zero dollars in my checking account again by simply reviewing your spending you can really open your eyes to your financial habits that you might be blind to So finding the patterns by reviewing your spending can really help you look at your harmful money habits. So here's what I recommend. Start by printing off your last two months bank statements. Get a highlighter and highlight every time you spent money going out to eat at restaurants. Add that number up. See how much you spent over two months on eating out. If you don't like the number, make a decision on what you're going to do next. Grab a different color highlighter and highlight every time you spent money at the grocery store. It's so easy to overspend at the grocery store and justify the cost, right? You say, I'm just buying groceries. I'm just buying food. Add the transactions up and see how much you spent on groceries. The number might shock you. You might decide that you don't need to spend that much. Do the same for areas of your spending such as clothing, entertainment, online shopping and then find at least one area where you are determined to improve. I don't want you to say I'm going to cut back on every single area. No, no, that's let's not, let's not go overboard here, right? That's not going to lead us to make any progress. It's going to lead us to burnout. Instead, find one area in your budget one area in your spending a pattern you you saw and identified and find a way to improve it maybe you want to spend less on groceries so you start meal planning sometimes the simple act of knowing where your money is actually going is enough of a catalyst for change Today's episode of the Inspire Budget podcast is brought to you by my free debt-free roadmap. Here's the deal. Paying off debt, it's not always as simple as it seems. And so it's very helpful to have a roadmap in place to help you pay off debt fast and stay on track. And so I have created my own debt-free roadmap where I'm walking you through the seven easy steps to follow that will set you up for success on your debt-free journey. These are the same steps that my husband and I followed to pay off a lot of debt on not a lot of income. And I'm also sharing with you the three most common mistakes that hold people back from paying off debt. And I'm sharing those mistakes with you in this debt-free roadmap so that you can avoid them. So go ahead and click the link in my show notes to get access to the debt-free roadmap. It is 100% free or go to inspirebudget.com slash free So when it comes to identifying those harmful money habits, the first thing you can do to help you identify them and remove the blinders and see the red flags for what they are is to face your financial truth, look at your money. The second thing is to find patterns in your spending, which means going back and looking at your spending. And the third is to confide in someone. Now, as someone who struggles with impulse spending, I have talked about this before on this podcast, I I have a superpower of finding it very easy to justify unnecessary purchases. I can always come up with a valid reason for spending money. It is. It's a superpower that doesn't end up helping others. It just could ultimately lead to crippling debt. (laughs) But because of this superpower... It's hard for me to identify when I'm overspending at times because I can justify it so much, because I can justify overspending so easily. I sometimes have very blurred vision when it comes to realizing, okay, am I overspending or is this necessary? And so that's when, when I fall into that, that habit, that's when I have to lean on my husband, Matt, to help hold me accountable. I have to confide in someone and he's the person i confide in. He helps me recognize in a very loving and non-judgmental way when i've fallen into the cycle of overspending. So the people who love us and know us well can sometimes see our harmful money habits before we can, right? Just like my my friends Amanda, Jessica and my mom back in college saw the red flags of that guy And we're telling me to get out and run from that relationship. Sometimes other people that know us really well can see our own harmful money habits. They see the red flags before we do. And so my husband can actually see my impulse spending kick in before I do. He sees it before it even registers for me. Because I'm so good, like I said, that superpower of justifying it. And so there are times that I have to turn to him and ask him for help with creating even more boundaries with our money. There are seasons, usually around like the holidays, where I need just a little bit more boundaries with my money than I normally do. Otherwise, I would spend it all and we would have nothing left for savings and investments. And I want us to always prioritize saving and investments. So To help you identify your own money habits, turn to someone you know and trust. Ask them if they have seen or can identify any of your money, your harmful money habits. Keep an open mind to what they're saying and realize that just because you've had these habits in the past doesn't mean they define who you are as a person. You can replace those harmful money habits with healthy habits once you've identified what they are but you have to go to someone that you trust and that just won't be ugly about it those are the three ways to identify the harmful money habits that you have in your life now that you've done that it's time to put helpful money habits in place So habits take time to implement, but the more often you practice these habits, the more likely they will become second nature, right? That makes sense. The more often my seven-year-old practices riding a bike without training wheels, the easier it'll be and the sooner he'll be able to do it and it'll become second nature. So it's important to have two different types of healthy money habits in place. Type number one are the healthy habits to combat your harmful money habits, So for me, I need a healthy money habit that will help combat or stop my desire to overspend or impulse spend or spend money to make myself happy. The second type of helpful money habit that you need to have in place are habits to help you stay on track to reach your money goals. These are the ones that allow you to continue making progress. They're not necessarily combating. or They're not there to protect you from something else. They are the, the habits that help you stay on track and continue doing the healthy things that you need to be doing to reach your money goal. Chances are you have some harmful money habits that have become second nature to you. I mean, you are human after all. And it's easy to fall back into these habits because they've been a part of who you are for so long. And that's why it's important to have helpful money habits to combat those harmful money habits. So for example, let's say you tend to shop online in the evening when you're bored, right? The kids are in bed, you're sitting on the sofa, you have Netflix in the background, and immediately you open your phone and you go to your favorite online shop. Maybe it's Amazon, maybe it is just Ads on Instagram. I want you to ask yourself what helpful habit can you put in place to help you curb that desire once you find that trend, once you realize it's a pattern? So maybe instead of online shopping, you find a good book to read, or instead you spend that time updating your budget and spending trackers, or you have a conversation with a friend, you call a friend, you text someone. It's important to replace these harmful habits with ones that will help you reach your goals. So choose a few activities or things you can do when you have the urge to impulse shop to stop that desire. It's also important to develop helpful money habits that will actually help you reach your goals over time. So one example is using cash envelopes for areas where you tend to overspend. So I personally find it very easy to overspend at the grocery store and while eating out. Those are two areas where if we're going to go over budget, Probably going to be there. Food tempts us so much. So, to help me stay on track with our budget, I use cash for grocery shopping and when we go out to eat at restaurants. This is not for everyone, but for me and our family, it's a helpful money habit that keeps us on track to reach our goals. So, essentially, what I do is I pull out enough cash. Out of the bank on payday for these two categories i just drive through the atm and i pull out the cash that i need i place it in an envelope the groceries one goes into an envelope labeled groceries the restaurant's money goes into an envelope labeled groceries i take it with me when i go to the grocery store when my husband goes to help us stay on track because we know we can't go overboard with grocery shopping because we can only spend what we have in the envelope so usually we'll fill the envelope up either every month or every two weeks And what it does is it allows me before I meal plan, before I go to the grocery store, I see how much money I have left and I say, oh my gosh, we only have $100 left. So we're going to need to look in the freezer, see what we have there, use what we have because we can't be spending as much this week and it helps us stay on track. So it's for me personally, cash envelopes have helped me create healthy money habits, Like developing patience when shopping, planning ahead before spending, and staying on track in areas where I tend to go overboard. So I want you to take time to think through the helpful money habits you can implement in your own life. I'm going to go ahead and list out a couple of helpful money habits that you might want to try, and then I would love for you to jot any of these down that you would like to try out. So some include tracking your expenses every day or every week, waiting three days before you buy an item online. Meal planning to help keep your grocery costs down, paying your bills early to avoid late fees, looking over your budget every single week to see if you're on track, calling a friend when you're tempted to impulse spend, avoiding stores where you're tempted to impulse spend or overspend, like don't even walk in them, and ordering your groceries online so you can track how much you're actually spending before you hit the checkout lane. So I don't want you to overdo it, though, when it comes to creating helpful money habits, because if you try to adopt too many habits at once, you're going to become overwhelmed and more likely to give up along the way. So instead, just choose one or two habits, just one or two habits that you would like to implement in your life for two or three months. Once those habits have become second nature, add another helpful money habit to your life. Creating money habits that will help you reach your goals will take time, right? I'm guessing you've spent years enforcing and practicing harmful money habits. I know for me, I spent years spending money to either escape or celebrate my emotions. So to think that I could overcome that overnight is incredibly unrealistic. So I want you to keep that in mind as well. You're not going to overcome those harmful habits you've had in place right away. It's not a race. It's about making a change for a lifetime. The ultimate goal isn't to create change for just a few months of the year. The ultimate goal is to create financial change that will last the rest of your life so I want you to remember that whenever you're thinking through the helpful money habits that you want to implement in your life and the harmful money habits that you want to remove Here's a question from Hillary. She sent it in on Instagram. Hillary says, as it becomes more and more important to shop small, how do you suggest budgeting and spending for Christmas gifts when purchasing online is not an option? I spent more money this past holiday season because I shopped local, but that was important for me to do. Any tips on budgeting and shopping small for the future Christmas 2022 would be great. Okay, so first off, Hillary, I love that you are willing to shop small and yeah, it's more expensive. Why is it more expensive? Because you don't have these massive companies that can take a hit on certain products and and make money in other ways through ads and everything else and debt. So I love that you're willing to support your local businesses and shop small because those really do help people. It's much different than just shopping from a very big company And instead, you know, when you're shopping at a little cute boutique and you're buying something there, you're supporting an actual person rather than just going to Target and buying something there. As you know, it tends to be a little bit more expensive to shop small. However, you can make it doable. So the good news is that you're thinking about this in advance. So you went overboard Christmas 2021, but let's talk about ways to prepare yourself for Christmas 2022 and just shopping small throughout the year. Obviously, it is in your values to support these small businesses. So this is where I like to think of value based budgeting. You might want to cut back in one area of your life so that you can spend money on things that matter more to you. Obviously, shopping small matters more. So I would say number one, when it comes to Christmas, if you, went, if you spent more than you had planned, I would increase your Christmas sinking fund now. No matter when you're listening to this, increase it because if you're going to spend the same amount, about the same amount or more, you're going to need to save more. So I would first think through it as I'm going to set aside more money now because I anticipate Christmas to cost me more and I'm willing to do that. The second thing you can do is just increase these areas in your budget or have a balance. Maybe you say I'm going to buy half of my gifts local and half of them online, maybe every other birthday gift you give or every other holiday you shop local and then you shop less expensive, right? I also think that it's okay to realize that when you shop local, you to you can keep the same budget, but that might mean you're buying just a little bit less than you would be if you bought something from Amazon. So it might it might might not always, but it might cost you more, but maybe it, that changes the actual things you are buying so you keep the same budget but the physical items you're purchasing is just maybe a little bit different those are just two ways but I love that you're thinking through this already thank you so much for joining me I hope that this episode made you think a little bit think a little bit about how to identify those harmful money habits those red flags with your finances and how to replace them with habits that are going to help you because I can guarantee you This is something that it will take time because it did for me, but it is so worth it. So I hope that this podcast episode helps you live your best life and reach your money goals. I'll see you next week.